We'll do the mash. We'll do the monster mash. We are dancing in the discomfort zone today. It is the launch day of this is November 2nd, which is All Souls Day, which is the day traditions often remember deceased friends and relatives. And in that vein, I am welcoming LaShonda Fitch, the 20th executive director of the Oak Ridge Cemetery to our show today. Oak Ridge happens to be, not the boys, the cemetery, where Lincoln is buried. And this is a fascinating episode about LaShonda's journey as the first black female uh, executive director and her journey and how her career and her networking and everything got her to where she is today in an unusual position, one she never thought she'd be in, but one she is totally totally thriving in and enjoying um and it's just the, the perfect red carpet journey uh filled with a lot of discomfort zone dancing so i love this episode lots of fun lots of energy lots of brilliant insights on how she got where she is and how you can do the same so enjoy this episode of dancing in the discomfort zone we are dancing in the discomfort zone today with LaShonda Fitch, the 20th executive director of the Oak Ridge Cemetery. And if that doesn't ring a bell for you, that's actually in Springfield, Illinois, where Abraham Lincoln is buried. LaShonda, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thanks, Anne, for having me. Yeah, and we met at the Illinois Women in Leadership Conference where I was a speaker and you were attending and you used to be the executive director of the association as well, right? No, actually, I was on the executive board committee. I was once the secretary of that organization. All right, great. Well, you're very, very involved in your community as I'm looking. And I wanted to chat with you because you were, I believe, the first female and perhaps the first Black female executive director of the cemetery. Is that right? So I'm the third female director and I am the first Black minority. Yes. Love it. So tell me a little bit about your journey because you're, I was checking out your LinkedIn and your journey kind of reads like my resume where you have done a lot of things. So how did you end up doing what you're doing? Give me, start at the beginning. <laughs> wow. Start at the beginning. So I've been here in Springfield for just over 12 years. And when I landed, because my husband relocated us here and initially I said, you know what? I need to take a break from this banking industry because that's my baseline. That's my core. Started as a teller, worked my way up to a branch manager, got to the point where I'm like, eh, let me take a pause because it's very stressful. And I was in corporate banking. So it does make a difference <laughs> between corporate and community. So when we got here in Springfield, I said, you know what, let me go back because I was at one point I took a time where I had did temporary work, which actually got me into banking. And so I said, you know what, that worked before. Let me go and do a temp, temp type of assignment. So I started at Manpower. Day one, the lady was like, oh my goodness, we don't need you as a temporary person. We need you permanently in our office with our staff, yada, yada, yada. So I was with Manpower for, I want to say five years mind you things get blurry because my timeline has changed frequently so I do get it's interesting when I go to networking events people are like what are you doing now yeah <laughs> still at the cemetery still at the cemetery <laughs> but long story short so then I did the recruitment of the state accounts because here in Springfield government is one of the big employers so I had managed one of our larger accounts moved into the permanent placement really got a little bored with that because it was I was looking at resume all day, really less interaction 
I wasn't mm-hmm. able to feed my extroverted personality at times. And also the positions I was placing were like software engineers and very uh technical manufacturing positions and no one wanted to come to Springfield when you have Chicago on one side or on a, a yes. northern portion of the state and then St. Louis more metropolitan not too far 90 miles away right so then it got to part of my networking I had a young lady who was with the bankers association and she was like LaShonda would you get back into banking and when I told her I was like well I could possibly try it out maybe again just to see if I have a different experience and she said, well, you would because it's a community bank. And I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I'll try that out. So sure enough, sent her my resume. Next thing you know, I got the HR manager calling me, scheduling an interview. Next thing you know, I'm back in banking, managing a location (laughs) here on the north side of uh, Springfield. And interesting enough, one of my colleagues, because I was still kind of new in Springfield doing my day-to-day. So I'd never been to Lincoln's tomb. And she's like, you never been to Lincoln's tomb? And I'm like, no. She's like, let me take it. So <laughs> then we come out here, right? Didn't know where I was at. Go rub the nose asking as I was rubbing. My wish was, you know, I would love to be successful here in Springfield. Sure enough, fast forward to today. <laughs> I am overseeing the 180 acres of the cemetery. But it has been like an ebb and flow for me because I've, the core has been my networking ability. Mm-hmm. So the mayor of Springfield appointed me to this position. And he did so when I was in the financial counselor role for Justine Peterson Business I can't even remember my title now, but I was working with Justine Peterson, helping small businesses acquire safe and affordable working capital uh, for those who weren't able to get it through the traditional means of banking, the traditional banking source. So I was doing that and I was doing part-time real estate. And my office happened to be in what we call Taj Mahal, which is where the mayor office sits. He's on the third floor, but I was in the uh, first floor. And coincidentally, well, nothing's coincidental, but he had one of his staff members was on that in that same area. And so he would frequent and he kept looking at me like, oh, wow, you're the Justine Peterson rep and you're doing really good work. And he saw me because at night I had to flip on to my real estate side. Mm-hmm. So then he will see me at these events and he like, man, you're just doing a lot of good things. And so then I was sharing with him how I loved what I was doing because it was, it was always a passion. I'm, I'm a true entrepreneur. Business is in my heart. I'm a business woman. If you look at my Facebook profile, daughter of Christ, businesswoman, and wife to Nick Fitch. But uh, <laughs> with that said, he was just really just taken back of what I was doing in the community. And so Next thing you know, it was like, okay, well, can we, can I figure out how, or can we work a position where I could do this full time? Mm-hmm. We were working through that with the director of the office and planning and economic development. Well, then he came up to, what was that? Uh, an opportunity came up where he said, I have one of my directors retiring. And I'm like, oh, okay. Tell me more. He was like, yeah, it's the cemetery. It's like the the cemetery? (laughs) Did I hear you right? Man, I come from banking and financial services. And he was like, yeah, no, you'll be great because you can elevate. We need community awareness. We need, you know, this, that, and that for the cemetery. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let me, let me learn a little bit more about it. Let me pray. I'm going to 
praying woman and let me check with my husband. And so it just was like, it flowed, the carpet, it, it felt like it just rolled out. It was so simple. Like that was the best position or transition I would say I ever experienced. Like I didn't have a application. Next thing you know, it was, you can start and shadow your predecessor for 30 days. You, you, it was just like mind boggling. And where I was like, this is really happening. And mind you, the salary, what I was thinking for a salary, no, it was like, oh no, we're going to push you out of the realm that you're thinking, small thinking, and put you in a whole nother caliber. And I was just like, okay, this is of God. This is of my faith. I'm going to walk in it. And sure enough, ever since then, it's just been a blessing. It's been a gift for me. It's been a blessing for those who I've interacted with, including my staff. And it's just been like, oh my goodness, this, I could say, has been the best job so far, mind you. It's been, it's been times of discomfort now, don't, <laughs> right. especially when you don't know. And, and I've never been in an executive leadership capacity like my collective skill set has prepared me for this mm -hmm. but yeah to have that and to be public appearances and being learning that I am a public figure like really am I yeah because here's the camera Lashonda you're on tv it is like oh okay you are now <laughs> <laughs> so one of the so, biggest yeah. Yeah. So one of the biggest challenges a lot of women have as they move into these higher leadership roles and is the whole imposter syndrome. Have you, have you dealt with any of that? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Like I've transitioned. So I was 40 pounds heavier than this. So I had to go into my own like mm. silo and really just work through a lot of things that I was carrying for the last X amount of years, right? And so, yeah, it has been, I don't know, cause even times when people will call you out, especially in these positions, they require you to not know everything. And it's like, well, no, because I have a grounds coordinator who does that. I have an office coordinator, I have a sales coordinator. So I'm collectively picking up on the thing so I can speak to it, but I'm not the expert. Right. Well, so, I think that that humble leadership is and, and that understanding that you're part of a team is exactly. a great way to kind of combat that. Say, yeah, I don't know that. And I got somebody for that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. But, but thank you, because now you reminded me to go back and just check and, and refresh my memory. <laughs> so, yeah, but imposter syndrome is real because it is. It's like, oh, my goodness, especially when at times, too, when because it's 13 of us in the mayor's administration, 13 directors here for the city of Springfield. And when we have our meetings and it's just kind of like, OK, I, I am here. I, I am supposed to be here as well. <laughs> I am at the table and I will speak up. So, yes, nice. it's real. So how did you get to that point where I love what you just said? I am here. I deserve to be here and I'm going to speak up. How did you find that confidence? And it might have been, you might just been like, I had it. <laughs> no, well, it ebbs and flows. I have the, the pretty lady syndrome. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you, you look at him like, oh, you have confidence. You're good. You And it's like, yeah, times. But then I got that, <laughs> that uh, other person in my head that's just cutting me down and bringing me down. So mm -hmm. it really and was my faith and my walk and drawing closer to God and the proof that 
yes, he placed me here. I didn't ask for this. This was, I did ask for as far as guidance and him to heal and deliver me from challenges that I've had. But it was really just me really honing in and having those moments where it's just the, the prayers, the time with him, and even the, the revealing, or what is it, um, transformation of my mind. What am I, what am I bringing in? What am I reading? What am I watching? Mm -hmm. Like I had to get rid of like the television show and really focus in. Joyce Meyer is one of my big, oh my goodness, strong women who I love just Joyce Meyer, but also Priscilla Shire and just a lot of godly women. And they alone is like, oh my goodness, just their confidence and being confident in God. And to say, you know what? He he is the one. When I go back and look at my journey, he has been the anchor. He's been the one to guide me. He's been the one to shelter me, protect me, etc. So yes, and now I need to look at it and say confidently, absolutely, I'm supposed to be here and yes although in the past I was it was really bad because I thought I was a jack what is the the word jack of all trades but master of none none. and it took me so long to be like oh my goodness my resume is like every two years I'm moving and I'm doing stuff and I'm looking at it as a negative because here I am comparing my husband who got 20 plus years at a company and Mr. Stable and loyal and I'm just all over the place right so finally it resonated like oh my goodness you got a lot of skill sets and you should be happy or not happy but proud of that LaShonda you can figure out stuff and you're not stagnant to just one organization you you might not have all the expertise right but you got enough to get you back what they call it um enough to be dangerous or something yeah yeah right (laughs) (laughs) well and that's such an important thing for everybody to remember it's so easy to look around at everybody else and say I didn't do that oops oh crap you know but you and you have so many other skills that you've developed in the process of that creating this perfect red carpet to where you are now yeah, it, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I'm hoping I answered the question because you really got <laughs> me thinking about it at the same time and like, oh yeah, 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 reliving it. There you yeah, go. No, exactly. And it's, and it's such an important thing when we start talking about this stuff. That's why I love these interviews is we start putting things into words and then you're like, oh, wait a minute. I just recognize that about myself. I'm pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love it. So it sounds like this was a very aligned move. Like it just all kind of flowed. It was the right, um, the right move. But did you ever think that it would be to a cemetery? No, not at all. So I failed to go into the fast forward to here I am overseeing Lincoln. So didn't even know where it was at six years ago. (laughs) And now I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm in this place five days out the week. You know, and it has, it's just been just taken back. Uh, if I rewind back to when LaShonda first planted in Springfield, I did not foresee anything like this whatsoever. Not at all. <laughs> I, I think that's such an important lesson on being open to, you know, I, I keep going back in my head to that moment you rubbed the, the nose. I assume it was Lincoln's nose. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yes. There's a, oh God, what do they call it? Uh, a 
uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's his head. A bust. And it's, uh, thank you. Yes. Okay. And it has, yep, a little bronze nose on it. Yeah, yeah. Or bronze is on the nose. And so, yeah, people rub it for good luck. Well, and I, and I keep thinking of you going back to that moment saying, I just want success in Springfield. You didn't say, I want to be a successful banker. I want to, my real estate, but you said, I just want to be successful here. And, mm -hmm. and it came in that complete left turn that you weren't expecting actually exactly where your feet were planted in that moment. Right. Right. Yeah. It was like, wow. Oh my goodness. That's great. So what are some of the surprises in this executive director role of a cemetery, both places you never thought you'd be? What are some of the surprises that you've had, either about yourself or about the community, maybe? Well, with the community, Springfield is definitely an intri uh, intricate community. They're very tight-knit, woven if you don't have the name, you know, it's very name driven, very traditional, very cliquish, silo-ish. And so I, I learned that immediately. It was like, okay, I need to affiliate myself with different groups or, and that is, I'm, I'm very, have been involved. And that was one thing I had to do was retract back to say, okay, hey, what, what is my, what, what do I need to do to move forward? Because I felt like been there, done that type stuff. So long story short, with, with or to answer your question, some of the surprises has just been now that I'm this executive director, it's like, oh, you're somebody and let me talk to you. Or in some cases, uh, executive director at Oak Ridge, that's not much. So I find it interesting where some people are like, this is a big deal. And others are like, eh, but you're not in the bigger departments such as public works or the fire department, the chief. If you watch our city council, you'll know who the departments are who really get all the fame each week, which I'm grateful because I don't want it. <laughs> I prefer to be behind the scene and show my magic through others because to me, that's a true leader. But some of the things like right now, I'm in a project and I do a series of projects. So most of the time I'm all over the place. My staff will tell you when LaShonda is on a mission, she is on a mission, get out her way, ask her the specific questions she needs answers to and get her hooked up because she is on a mission. But we have, we've grown leaps and bounds. Um, some of the surprises was we are, we co-manage the space, the 180 acres with the state of Illinois. So Lincoln's tomb specifically and the war memorials are managed by the Department of DNR, uh, Natural, Natural Resources, Resources mm -hmm. thank you. Um, and so that they have about 15 acres that they manage themselves. Uh, another thing was just, it's not as eerie gory as I thought a cemetery would be like when I first thought I was like okay the pictures of the cemetery and just like oh my goodness even my I remember the first time I was telling my husband yeah I'm walking in the cemetery he's like you walking in the cemetery I was like yeah I'm, this is nice this is tranquil this is serene I mean yeah I'm looking at monuments but it is beautiful out here you know so it is kind of like a it's not that eerie, geary, gruery type of a uh, place. But the other thing, a project is reading through the board minutes from 1860. Oh my goodness. This is like a big 11 by 17 page on each side book that written in cursive and fine white or what is it? Wet ink. 
Oh my goodness. It just looking at the history, like this place was a business enterprise. It still is considered like a business enterprise um, because they were making it, what was that, the early 1900s? It was generating like almost $700,000 in revenue. Back yet. then. Back then. And Ooh. it was Dr. Wugamuth is, he was the longest serving board member, 45 years. He served until his death. He was the businessman. And I kind of, I frequently like, okay, and here we go. 166 years later, LaShonda is now the business. Yeah. Doing the things that he he was doing then, right? But it just was, it's so far, because I only got 45 years in. I'm in the 1905s right now. But interesting to discover when they first established the quote-unquote colored section, which is block 5A. Um, it was designated specifically for the colored people is what it said. As far as the work that they've done to pave Monument Avenue, like that was a $250,000 project, how they've changed and evolved because the main gate now, I'm looking behind me here, is the Monuments Avenue gate, but it was once the third or first street gate which is kind of on the east side of Lincoln's tomb. So it's just cool to see like, oh my goodness, how this place has evolved. And just like, for me to not been a history person, because that was the other thing I had to get over, like, okay, this is a big historic cemetery. And a lot of people started asking me these historic questions. And I'm like, okay, my background is business, business management, leadership, blah, blah, blah. So then I'm like, okay, let me start learning more about the history of this place. And so those are some of the things that I'm just like, oh my goodness. Wow. This is pretty cool. This well, is pretty cool. Yeah. And I love how you're embracing this sort of new area, understanding like, yes, this cemetery needs to be run as a business. It needs to, I need to lead the people on my team to make sure this, this whole thing keeps running and having that historical understanding and having the the basis in that can really give you a much more sort of deep leadership uh of the of the facility yeah cool. it's been pretty cool so i've been working on i did one virtual seminar or se session presentation but i'm hoping to get back into them like to start doing them once a month or something because that was it was a big draw I had like 50 people sign up and it was huge because it is history is we're we're here we're in the home of Abraham Lincoln right and we're at his final resting place <laughs> so it, it is it's just like okay let's capture that but as you had pointed out the balance of what we are a enterprise fund. And so we do gratefully because most cemeteries are truly dying per se, because they're losing revenue. Why? Because cremation is becoming the top disposition. And many are able to rightfully so take their next to can, scatter them, keep them in their home, you know, and, and now cemeteries are starting to lose the value of this is where you should have, or traditionally where people ended off as their final resting place. And we have that generation dying off, the baby boomers. They were the ones who really value and understood and uh, as far as with the sacred land of cemeteries. And so with that said, we're grateful to be owned and operated by the city of Springfield because we do receive a subsidy 
And we have up to $500 right now that helps us because we do have a $1.6 million budget. Majority of my budget is salaries because I have a union staff. And so with that said, but we do at times, it feels like we are the stepchildren and it's like, well, wait a minute. We got history. We have Abraham Lincoln. We have people coming through our gates. Yes, because of Lincoln's tomb. So we are important as well. And we need to be funded as well. However, we can generate some revenue for ourselves. And this is how we are attempting to do it, Mm. even though we're a public cemetery. But I, I call us, we're the premier what, how do I, I can't even remember what I call it, but it is, it's more a premier upper echelon cemetery because mm-hmm. our pricing is not, is not like a public governmental type of cemetery, although that's what we truly are, a municipal own. Interesting. And then there's so many pieces of it. I was so excited to talk to you because it's just stuff you don't think about, stuff you I don't know. know. Right? Yeah. Um, well, and it seems like networking keeps coming up as a theme, you know, in order for you to overcome that sort of outsider feel, because you're not from Springfield originally, and, you know, have the community embrace you as this director in order to get this role in the first place, in order to do the business growth that you've had, it seems like networking continues to be a theme here that's gotten you to this very you know, thriving place that you are. So yeah. talk to me a little bit about, and it doesn't even sound strategic. It just sounds like what you do in connecting with other humans, but talk to me a little bit about how, how you've done that. Well, I remember when I literally first came to Springfield, I opened up the Illinois Times, shout out to Bud, uh, who was actually one of my employers. Thank you so much. But um, I opened up the Illinois Times and it was a, oh my goodness, it was like a women's event at the end at 835. Can't even think of everything right now. But I went there and sure enough, I went in and it was, that's when I noticed the silos and I'm like, okay, how do I work this? Mm. Well, I had Terry No, thank you, Terry, was one who had came up to me and she was inquiring about me and she's like, oh my goodness, you're new to Springfield. And she literally was taking me around, introducing me to people. And I was like, okay. So then from there, I'm like, well, let me keep looking and seeing how, you know, what events, because Springfield is, they, they say there's nothing to do. But in the business community, there is always something to do. And so I had looked up and I saw that it was a business after hours for the Chamber of Commerce. And so I was like, okay, well, let me go there and business. Hey, you're talking my language, right? (laughs) So then I go in and sure enough, it was kind of like as I went in, it was very intimidating because mind you, Typically, so when we talk about discomfort, I am typically where I am very tired at this point of being the only female minority in the room. I even had one of my employees this year ask me like, LaShonda, is it uncomfortable being the only black lady in the room? And I'm like, at one point it was, but now I'm over it, but I'm tired. So when I see another black lady in the room, caution to black women, I will come up to you. I will introduce myself because I'm excited to see I am not the only one in the room. <laughs> so anyway, we went, I was at the business after hours and I just noticed people weren't inviting. Like I come up to the, the little pool of people or crowd. And so I was like, okay, well, let me go over to this table that I registered at. And what are these people doing? And I literally asked them like, who are you and what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're chamber ambassadors. And I was like, oh, okay. I need to become a chamber ambassador. Mm. Sure enough. 
got on, that was like my end. Because now that you got this label, you're a chamber ambassador, now you're in. You're part of the group. You're, they want to know who you are. You have access to the leaders, to the business owners. You go to their, their um, establishment for their ribbon cuttings. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it was like, okay, this is how this works. So then I was the chamber ambassador for about three years. They didn't have platinum status. So I told Dave, okay, I'm done. You, once you get back, because it was what, bronze, gold, silver, or whatever. And I'm like, I need platinum. LaShonda's a <laughs> platinum girl. But no, I ran my course. (laughs) So that's when I got out of that. In the meantime, I did was Illinois Women in Leadership because it was like, okay, I got to feed my leadership hat um, and be around professional women and the same thing. So that was one of the groups I was in. Uh, What else? Uh, The Local First, because another business owner opportunity or a business-minded group. So many of them were local business owners. So I was the membership chair for that. Um, and then I feel like I'm missing one. Uh, as far as in my own community, I was the secretary for, we're the largest homeowners association community in our uh, city. And so I was the chair, or excuse me, the chair. Oh my goodness. No, they want to be chair. I was the secretary okay. of that organization. And so it did. It just kind of helped me be in different pools and pockets of the people. And so now when I go out, it is, it's like, oh my goodness. LaShonda, I got many people from different, you know, walks of life and different organizations. And yesterday we were at the mayor's fundraiser. And so now working the city departments to be able to say, okay, let me go and and, and interact and show my face. Cause yeah, we were at the Halloween event, right? And tomorrow we're going to be walking the neighborhood to off- help with the community involvement piece, another very important initiative in our city uh, strategy here on breaking those barriers with the police department Mm -hmm. in the low income uh, area of town. So just continuing to do just that. Although I'm in the cemetery, that's what's important for me is I I need flexibility. Mm -hmm. I need to be able to get out and do just different things and things that people may be like, oh, but you're in the cemetery. Again, that's my title, but Mm -hmm. that's not who I am. So, you know. Just trying to break that. But yeah, yeah well, if I answered the question, hopefully, because I feel like I've been blah. <laughs> no, it's perfect though, because if we boil it down, it sounds like what you did was, you know, because networking is super uncomfortable. That's why I, people, people are like, I hate networking events. I'm so uncomfortable. And and it sounds like you entered into that and then said, you know what? Let me go get a, let me go quote unquote, get a job with this networking. Like That's what I always recommend is go volunteer. Because then you're showing, I care about this. I'm not just here to take, I'm here to give as well. And then it's easy to connect with people. They start to know who you are. And and then then it all flows from there. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and you hit it. Thank you for summing that up so eloquently. Because that is, that's exactly what it is. You got to get involved once you get involved. Because you think about it, it is. You kind of get into a group and you yourself is like, okay, what's this? person's motive what's their agenda you know who is this person so at first yeah you're guarded but when you keep seeing them or when they are part of an organization common interest blah 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 then it's like oh okay yeah this person isn't so bad that was the board I wanted to share with you the board with the United Way 
Oh, yeah. Now, this one was, I'm like tip, tipping my toe. So thank you, Amy Beetle, for signing me up for this board. But yeah, this one is like the big upper echelon board. All the executors and 30 people. Are, I'm like, oh my goodness. I, uh, hats off to you, Marnie, because yes, a lot of chiefs. <laughs> but yeah, so with that said, initially it was kind of like, little discomfort but now each time I show up I'm like okay they, okay we're, we're learning about them so key what you said yes get involved eventually the discomfort will become comfortable because yeah. anything we continue to do we get more comfortable in right mm -hmm. well and that's and, and, part of my motto <laughs> yeah well but it's also stepping forward and doing something about it not just waiting for it to get comfortable you know, so so I love that strategy. And my last question for you goes back to what you talked about, where you lost 40 pounds. I was reading on your on your uh, LinkedIn, you bike about 150 miles a week. You you know, you have become active. So what was the impetus for doing that? And how has that impacted that imposter syndrome and that confidence that uh, seems to flow so freely from you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've always been a heavyweight girl, right? Or overweight, obese per health charts or whatever. And so didn't like gym class, actually was like failing gym class because LaShonda wouldn't change her clothes and wasn't climbing up the rope. No, we don't do that. So long story short, dealt with the, you know, overweight category from teenage years get into my early 20s and I lost a whole bunch of weight. And I was like, oh, I like this, LaShonda. And started exercising. And I was like, oh, okay, this is helping. Um, and so when I came to, when I was in the banking position, it blew back up again. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm not happy with myself. Came to Springfield. Actually, I was introduced to the biathlons. Uh -huh. And so that was the bike run. And so I really got into that and really just enjoyed exercising. Like it was the way I can say I am one who, I hate to say enjoy challenges, but don't allow a challenge to just fear take me or make me afraid of them, I guess. And so long story short, I was like, okay, this is a challenge. I'm challenging myself mentally, physically, emotionally, et cetera. So I was doing the biathlons and I noticed like, I really enjoy cycling and more on the speed and outside and trail cycling. And so I said, you know what? I need to keep this up. Well, then I went back into a stressful position, balloon back up. So I didn't know, I didn't know the self-care and really making sure, you know, Alashonda, you got to be selfish in this category. You need to make sure you take time. And so that's what's happening now is I'm making sure I take time. I'm not over committing myself. And it is. And, and either, in eating healthy, I'm in the process of getting my nutrition certification and to become a personal trainer uh, certification because it is. It's just so difficult as, as women. Um, and so it's just been a passion of mine. I'm hoping I'm answering the question because I feel like I didn't went off the deep end yet again. But, <laughs> no, but I mean, but this is oh. this is exactly what it is. It's 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 the same thing you did with networking. You you like learned about stuff, tried new things, and and found that aligned thing that works for you. You know, find yeah. found that thing that that makes you want to keep doing it and yeah. be that healthy, vibrant, confident person that uh, gets stuff done.
It, it is. And it does. And make and doing more of it, it does. It festers because it's like, oh, I like how I feel today. Oh, I ate that and I feel like crap now. And just the empowerment of, like you said, it has helped tremendously with the imposter syndrome because it's like, no, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Or no, that's not true about who I am. Or yes, I am to be at this table. And it does. Any fitness you know, you do runs yourself, you know, you've been doing what marathons. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I did a 10 K. We were like, we're done. We tried it <laughs> twice. Second time. No, no more than three miles. Now I'm down about two miles, 1.5. We're not the runner. We're the cyclist and we'll do strength training. <laughs> right. And that's the beauty. You find what works for you. I love yeah, it. Exactly, and exactly. I, I have not been running lately and I have a half marathon in two weeks. So <laughs> We'll see oh, how that goes. Okay. I've been hiking a lot of miles though. So I've got the miles in my legs. Okay. I just don't know how that okay. it won't just, it just won't go very fast, but that's okay. There you what's, go. But you do it right at the end. And that's part of it too. I got it done. So yep. when they say F is for finisher, I do take that for literally. Yes. <laughs> but yes. We finished it. We mentally went through it, although it was tough. And I do, and I do do the incline because I'm a Peloton app person. And I love, you know, especially when I need that push. And that's why I want to go for like a personal training certification. Cause we do, we need help at times, somebody in our head to push mm -hmm. us through. And so I like the incline. I feel more powerful when I do like an incline run or jog per se on my treadmill. Cause I am a treadmill type person, mm -hmm. but yes, all of that collectively, I get now, oh my goodness, LaShonda, you look great. Or I didn't even recognize you because it's like, yes, I'm, I'm taking care of myself. I'm in this higher caliber position, mm -hmm. which yes, there is uncomfortable times. There's times where I'm sure I'm going to be faced. It got to get in front of city council and being drilled or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But being able to self-care is like half the battle. It's like showing up. Okay. I'm ready for whatever the day brings, bring and, it up. Yeah. And I, the way I think about it is I'm giving that inner voice, that inner negative voice of doubt, just a little less ammunition. You know, she can't say, Hey, you should have started your diet. No, no, no. I had a salad for breakfast and I look spectacular today, honey. So step <laughs> off. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Definitely got to feed that. And that's what I learned too. You got to feed your inner soul and feed it positively because I learned too all the negative being overweight, you know, all the extra stuff I had in my head. Yeah, you're a pretty girl, but yet you're overweight or, you know, just different things that is in your head. Mm -hmm. So now it's like, you know what? Yeah, you look at good, you're feeling good, own it, take it. Yes. Yes, I am at the cemetery. Let me tell you, I'm the 20th director here at Oak Ridge. <laughs> you know, just owning it. Yeah. But before you do, you'd be kind of like, yeah. So mm. there you go. Been dancing in discomfort for quite some time. And I feel like all my life when I was writing the little synopsis, like, yeah, I've been in traditional white male dominant industries. And here I am. Accept yep. me. Otherwise, hey, if you don't, that's your problem, not mine. Well, exactly. And the fact is, you're doing a great job at your job. You're com you. contributing to the community. You're a positive force in the world. Like, you got a problem with that? You got a problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thank you for that's that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank well, you. Well, thank you so much for sharing your journey and sharing your insights and, and your success with us. And I wish you all the continued success in the world. Absolutely. Well, you know where to find me. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm gonna come so, and rub Lincoln's nose. Yes, yeah, so let me know if you're in town. Let me know ahead of time, and that way I can take you around. And yes, definitely show you where where it all really started. <laughs> I love it. I love well, thanks it. Thanks again. I appreciate this. There it is. The quintessential dancing in the discomfort zone when we feel like an outsider when we feel like the only other when we are rising above the limitations whether they're external or internal and just making it happen uh thank you so much lashonda for sharing your journey with us sharing your courage and all of the discomfort zone dancing and as we were talking after the episode she says something and i was like oh i wish i had the recording on because she said i'll she'll say to herself it's gonna be uncomfortable you just got to do it and this is why I have this podcast to share with you that there are some moments in life that are uncomfortable whether it's networking or stepping forward in the boardroom or making the choice that you want that's right for you even though it's not what society is saying you should do or your parents are saying you should do or whatever you know it's gonna be uncomfortable and it could be the best decision that you ever make to step into that discomfort, dance around, learn the things, do the cha-cha, do the monster mash, whatever dance you're doing, but dancing in that discomfort zone to get to that stronger, healthier, wealthier, more successful, more happy, more fulfilled, more aligned, more all the things you want place in your life. Thank you for dancing with me. I am Anne Bonnie. I am your host of Dancing in the Discomfort Zone. I love dancing with you each week and next week we'll do it again. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you then.